Hey, Mugwarts. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Tally's like, no laughing. I'm just kidding. You can laugh. I'm always going to fuck it up. So. I know. I know this. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches. We're Tally and Erica. Well, you're Tally. I'm Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both today. Ooh, I, I kind of like that just because it has to kind of semi do with my t- or our topics potentially. <gasps> so Ooh, I'm excited. Ooh, ooh. I was also thinking we should uh, say our blurb like, this is a podcast for the strange and unusual. Is that what? Something like that. We need to. We need to. Um, we need to revamp. Revamp we it. Revamp. We we're do. trying to like. We're in the middle of trying to figure out our opening theme song via my brother-in-law helping so, us out with. I think it's good. It is very Stranger Things. It is. We need something just a little bit more witchy and woodsy, though. And not spacey. And he asked for examples, and I've been trying to find some, and I can't find any examples. So if you know any of examples. Hmm. send them to me and I can send them to him he's using a theremin right uh he's got I don't know it's like computer stuff okay oh okay oh your other friend had a theremin Mm -hmm. okay okay yeah she can still do it for us wing it (laughs) I summon you it would be fun it is a little it is a little stranger things but um I mean, I liked it, but yeah, yeah, we're working it's on good. it. It's still yeah. good. So, how, how have you been? I haven't seen you, talked to you. I know we've both holidays. Like, apparently, been busy with holidays, and uh, well, for me, it was my in-laws and everything. So, but good. Now that we're past the holidays, I'm sorry if any of you can hear my dog chewing on his bully stick, which is hilarious that. Uh, I had explained to my in-laws that uh, bully sticks are bull pizzles. And they're like, what's a bull pizzle? And I was like, well, with a with a bull, <laughs> they have certain anatomy <laughs> traits. Oh, I don't know what it is either. Oh, it's a it's a bull penis. Oh. What but they're why? great for puppies who like to chew and I don't want to chew on nuts. Them chew these nuts <laughs> i mean puppies can chew on a lot of things they don't have to be someone's nuts as long as it's not my furniture or my shoes yeah so. but huh, interesting. how are you i'm good how okay. are your holidays it was good mellow went down to see my pops um got him drunk <laughs> but i think it's because you know he's on blood thinner medication mm-hmm. <laughs> just like mm-hmm. dad you're kind of 
drinking a little bit there on your medication. And the next day I overheard him tell Tom, cause I sleep in all, like 100% of the time. Um, but he had a little bit of a hangover in the morning. <laughs> You're like, you know what cheers that pops? Just take, take another shot. But, Daddy. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. And now it's like the dark period because mm -hmm. all the fun stuff is over. Now we're just in the cold, the quiet, and the dark. Yeah, pretty much. Until I don't, May. Do you ever create New Year's resolutions? I don't. I kind of used to just because it was falling in line with what everybody else does. But a few years ago, um, and I haven't posted anything about it because I just don't want to post anything on social media, but I'm trying to, to stay relevant, um, <laughs> uh, that I don't, and I really loved what she has been doing. And I started it a few years ago, uh, to copy her, um, that she kind of utilizes a, a word and that's her word for the year. So, Ooh, I like yeah, that. yeah. And it actually coincides with who I'm going to talk about. So Ooh. that's where all that came from. And I think that's also why I haven't posted anything because I've just been researching. Mm -hmm. So, um, so no new year's resolutions. Uh, I am trying to be he like healthier. I feel like I'm coming back into mm -hmm. myself after, you know, years of fuckery with the world and everything the past three years yeah yeah and I just Plus. I haven't felt myself at all so um maybe it's your weird return to Saturn I think so so I I'm just feeling kind of in a better mental state and like slowly getting working out again not you know I am participating in dry January outside of me getting finally my whiskey delivery today that I've been waiting on. And, um, I did take a sip of it just because come on, I had to, but um, it's, it's the Sassanac. Um, but it was really expensive, at least for my budget. So it's not one that it's, it's, I've got to hide it and just bring it out during the holidays essentially, but cause it was really good and I could drink the shit out of that bottle. But, um, I don't know. So I'm feeling I'm participating in dry January <laughs> yeah. as so I'm drinking my cocktail. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I really wanted to um, put whiskey in my mocktail, but I won't. You got a good mocktail going. Though. Yeah. It's just, we have a soda stream. So it's just uh, sparkling water and pomegranate juice. And sometimes I was getting fancy and, you know, making syrups like rosemary, simple syrup and stuff like that. But um, meh. I like that you and I both went with like deep red cocktail. Right, we did. We did. Maybe um, it's the vibes of the the dark goddesses that we will be talking about today. Do you have a witchy woo? That was kind of mine. Uh, my witchy woo is we went to, so my friend's birthday was back in November, but we had planned because she's a very busy mom. Uh, I finally got, uh, our reservation for the Brown Palace Hotel holiday teas. So I saw that. 
I saw that and I was so <laughs> jealous that I was not invited. I'm like, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> it was so ridiculous. It like, was so much fun and you looked amazing. Oh, thank you. I was trying to be my best glam goth. You, you were, <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, so my friend's bridesmaid just the the bridesmaids dress that I'll be wearing in October came in so I was like what a perfect opportunity to actually see if this dress works out and stuff like that so you pre-wore a bridesmaid dress hell yeah why not so you're gonna get in trouble for that no I don't think so I sent her the pictures and then (laughs) at one point at Goodwill, I found a very nice mink wrap from Tokyo for $25. And I was like, where the fuck am I going to wear this? Nowhere, but I'm still going to buy it. Nice. <laughs> and I wore it to the Brown Palace Hotel. So I had like very like, it's funny. We, her daughter also came and she's 15. Mm. She's the cutest thing on this planet. But like, I was like, can you help me like, you know, get my hair done? Like, she's like, yeah, I can curl your hair. Cause she like knows how to do all the things. And then like, I got some like makeup and I'm like trying to do like, of course, all the shit that I see on Pinterest and whatever. I'm like trying to do like, you know, dark and moody with like some like glitz and glam. Nice. Like trying to do it. And like, it's just, she needless to say she kind of ha- had to help me out even my eyeballs out with the uh, <laughs> eye <child. laughs> that's hilarious and then uh, I went with black lipstick so of course why not so I loved but it we also do a wonderful gift exchange and I got probably <laughs> now one of my prized possessions I feel like from my beautiful friend Sarah so the, the, the key is that we have to spend $10 or less. <laughs> and she technically spent $10 or less on the materials, but granted her time was well worth over that. But I got, let's see if he, I don't even know if he can see. Oh, oh, did she? It's a cross stitch. Yeah. It's a cross stitch crampus. Oh my God. <laughs> and I a love gold it. Frame. I was like, I fucking love this that's amazing I made out like a bandit I felt like the goth queen and and (laughs) this Ritzy hotel and had my Krampus cross stitch so nice that's my witchy woo nice yeah uh and I guess it's not a witchy woo but another fun thing is um a listener actually slash friend uh texted me about that they were listening to our like hexes uh episode about like all the symbols like on the apotropaic mark apotropaic i can't ever say it even that's the one (laughs) and so via elizabeth she says hi I'm listening to your first episode of the two-parter on curses, and it was so cool to hear you mention hex signs. My family has deep history in Pennsylvania Dutch country in southeast Pennsylvania, which is where hex signs came from, so I know a little bit about them. The name, quote-unquote, Dutch is somewhat of a misnomer because the folks who immigrated to the area weren't all Dutch. A lot of them were from what's now Germany, 
Poland, Austria, etc. Not sure why Dutch specifically, but there you go, LOL. Pennsylvania Dutch is also a language, which sounds like someone speaking German with an American accent, which is weird. Mm -hmm. I digress, LOL. <laughs> when it comes to hex signs, my understanding is that yes, their purpose is to ward off evil, but specific symbols can also invite or symbolize certain positive things. And so she sends me a picture of kind of like, it reminds me of like the Polish art with this like bird and a heart and stuff. Um, and we can post it to our social media. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And she says, for example, this sign depicts a distilfink which is a common bird depicted in Pennsylvania Dutch art and is symbol and symbolizes general luck or good fortune. So she listens to the show and then also gives me really fun episodes to listen to about, um, she's got me on this uh, podcast listening to, it's about like Catholic saints and stuff like that, but kind of their history before the, like the church kind of took over these, entities if you will and like kind of like I feel like bibleized them yeah I love it that's a great but, uh, she she sends me some really really good ones um one that I listened to was about Saint Lucy and like basically how these terrible men decided to like she was getting married to this person she didn't want to get married to um and ends up she Lucy ends up getting tortured essentially and so they try to like take out her eyeballs and oh all gosh. kinds of stuff but they like grow back immediately and like all the things that they try to torture her with like because she's just so pure and full of light essentially like that like all the things that they try to hurt her like don't do anything so wow. um so she became Saint Lucy and you should I can put in our show notes about the the episode because it was actually really really cool so, what's the podcast called um oh, I have to look it up oh, okay. uh, but yeah. it like like it had to do kind of with like uh they talked talked about uh perched uh Bertha yeah dichotomy and stuff like that um I can pull it up right now because decides to cooperate <laughs> uh saint anthony's tongue is the name of the podcast oh wow so, but yeah that was super fun that like i always we always love hearing from you guys especially when it's like oh i know this weird obscure random fact about the topic that you covered absolutely love that i yeah definitely do more of that at wormwood and witches at gmail.com <laughs> yeah or direct message us at our uh instagram wormwood and witches so yeah, we're sure. constantly i feel like on there so doing something or another yeah we try we try <laughs> sometimes sorry i had to take a sip of my cocktail that's called yeah. the beating but the what is like, it called the beating Oh, it's like beating with two E's, like because it has beetroot powder in it. So, Tally and I, uh, like before we started recording, we're talking about our goth cocktails, 
and then try to do screamo music. And I tried, and I think Tally's much better at doing like the, I don't know, like you're, you're much better at it than I was. Uh, can I <laughs> just like now I can't do it because I'm on the spot. Goth, cog. nope, I can't. Goth, cog. No, now I'm just like froggy breath. What happened? I did it so well the other time. It, it hurts my throat. Goth, cog. I don't know. I can't do it now. <laughs> I can't do it. So it's the beating, like not you're beating the shit out of someone. It's beats, like the red bloody beats. Yeah, like that are good for you. That. I'm gonna think that I'm like dying for yeah. the next couple of days. But you know, maybe it is. Um, it's very like dark ruby red, and maybe yes, uh, sim like uh, symbolizes beating the shit out of somebody because my dark goddess today is the Morrigan, which Ooh. is a bitch of tough love. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So, what are dark dark goddesses? So that that's our theme today, y'all. We're talking about dark goddesses. Tally and I were like just talking about basically right like post New Year or post all the holidays. We're kind of in this like very cold, quiet, dark time of the year. We're in that wheel of the year where we're just like okay, like and when we were talking about. Uh, New Year's resolutions I don't make resolutions but I was like hey maybe this year I can like swap out an hour that I would watch for tv to actually doing like reading about like the Morrigan or like working on my altar or like devoting to something that actually gives back to me rather than just me being a potato on the couch which is (laughs) totally valid but like yeah you don't need that much bud time right (laughs) right right um and we had talked about doing this like a year ago and we never did so now we're on it we actually have come up with quite a few topics that we (laughs) haven't covered (laughs) yeah but you know we we need time to actually like read and research and stuff like that right right because we're busy busy witches so But um, I feel like this is the perfect time to talk about these dark goddesses, uh, just because it is that dark time where maybe we're thinking about shadow work, too, that we had talked about in previous episodes that you can go listen to, like, what shadow work is and how that can be accomplished. Um, And just kind of, like, really looking, sitting with ourselves in that dark space and actually looking inward and being able to kind of um, be a beautiful butterfly on the end. So we're able to like, kind of like, yeah, like kind of come out in springtime transformed, you know, having maybe worked on the things that will make us a better, better person and come into the light and stuff like that. So I actually looked up uh, what, kind of started this whole conversation for you and I. Um, it was an article by T and Rosemary of what is the defi- definition of a dark goddess? I feel like I'm stumbling over my words. I'm so sorry. That's so funny. I used her too. I really liked that website. That was a great website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so she has like a whole list of them, but she says the definition, so definition wise, the term dark goddess is applied to goddesses who have challenging aspects. However, this by itself is misleading. The other reason I think that these goddesses become quote unquote dark is because they focus on transformation and shadow work. These things are necessary, but they're also painful, which I feel like is a key component to this. Like it's not fun work we're dealing with like very dark aspects of ourselves that we may not like totally Um, and as human beings we avoid pain when possible so it makes sense that over time people avoided working with dark goddesses and lastly light tends to represent order while dark represents chaos and so it's just kind of like this like mental preparation of just like i mean there's no growth in comfort right and so like have it like like coming against these painful experiences it's like I'm sure what most therapists would tell us right like that like you know we have to face these things because it's as we've learned in like yoga teacher training too it duality is two different sides of the same coin like you can't have one without the other you can't just sit in love and light all the time, like positive vibes only. Yeah. All of that. I'm yeah. It's you tell that Tally and I have, have like very strong opinions about fucking love and light and like positive vibes only, especially within the toxic positivity that is the, the yogic world. And I used to, um, kind of fall into that because I was forcing myself to, because that's what I was being told with the whole love and light and stuff. And I remember in my teacher training, I can't remember if I've said this here, that people were always like, why do you wear black to yoga classes? Like, why don't you put, you know, like wear lighter colors or flowers or whatever. And so I remember getting um, like this floral, kind of bright purple and blue and green floral top and I wore it and everyone's like oh my gosh you've broken through the barriers oh and God. yeah that was basically what <laughs> that's, such... that's what went through my head and so for the longest time I was like positive vibes only da, 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 da. and I'm like no nobody can live there and nobody should live there you're gonna make yourself crazy <laughs> A little side caveat is that so lately I've been posting these things um, on my Instagram stories called disappoint disappointing affirmations, which I oh my god, I've been seeing those and I am (laughs) laughing so hard. But then I'm like, is she okay? (laughs) You and everybody else like they're like my mom was like, do I have to worry about you? Are you okay right now? So my favorite one right now is one day you will die. And until then, you'll just have to settle for being dead inside. <laughs> oh, I love that. Or you will get through this. I promise you, eventually you'll die. Uh, <laughs> they're just like super funny, but like it's, it's funny. Because it's dark humor. And like, yeah, most totally. People don't. Like, I just, I found this account. So, like, it just, I'm like, wow, I feel, I've never felt so seen or heard with many <laughs> right. of these things. Oh, my God. Um, which I guess, speaking about death, uh, my dark goddess today is the Morrigan. Uh, I personally should say I have not worked with her. I've just most recently discovered her. And like, I feel like many of her attributes kind of like 
vibe with me which is probably why I like her so much and why I was just like I want to like we should do this episode and like just being super jazzed about it so I bought this book by Courtney Weber about the Morgan the Celtic goddess of magic and might um so that's where I got most of my information and then I also listened to a really good podcast called the goddess the witch and the womb um and they also talk about like shadow work and a bunch of other witchy stuff, which is, it's a great podcast too. So they talk about Lilith and some other dark goddesses as well. Um, highly recommend uh, listening to them as well. And that's where I got most of my information between the, that and the book and then doing some online research. Um, Do you plan to work with her? Um, I think I would like to, like, she kind of, she scares me yeah. but not for like most of the reasons why people are just like, she sounds like a lot of people don't like the idea of working with her because she like all these dark goddesses, right. Are kind of the shadow, like they're in the shadow, right. they're the castaways or whatever. They've kind of per- been personified through I mean, the, the, god, the, the, the goddess, the witch in the womb had talked about like the patriarchy, like the yeah. way that we've come to learn like Lilith and all these other goddesses is that like, that they're bad, right? Like, right, right. Which is not the, not the truth, essentially. Uh, I'm yeah, so they're perceived as visionary. No yeah. And I, I think I'm scared to work with her because I know she's she's going to kick my ass and there's probably things yeah. I know that there's things that I don't want to hear or work right. on. So I'm practicing avoidance right now, but it's funny. Perfect. <laughs> because like literally how she presents herself to people, I was taking Pippin for a walk. Mm-hmm. And, like normally I don't ever hear crows at this time mm-hmm. of day because it's at night right they they're very habitual creatures they they fly in like at certain times of the day and stuff like that which is usually when there's light out and it was dark at this point I'm walking Pip around and I just hear these two crows having a conversation and I was just like motherfucker (laughs) like totally I'm coming for you I'm coming for (laughs) you yeah I think so I mean, that's kind of the whole point. And obviously there is, you do have an interest. So that's also part of this whole showing, showing itself. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like, okay. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I better get that shadow workbook out, girl. Oh God. I just, (laughs) I really don't want to, but, um, so the Morgan, it's the Morgan because she when we were talking about like earlier when we were introducing ourselves like are we the same person we're multiple people because she's a so, bad bitch she is a bad bitch she's three bad bitches all wrapped into one so the morgan is essentially personified as three different like three sisters um but in the way that she is perceived and believed in Celtic belief is that she's like this one entity. She just has like multiple facets. And so the Morgan 
you may know as the mother of the maiden and the crown. So that's like her triple goddess. She's triple goddess, like energy, essentially. Um, that's what like she gives off. But the sisters, as she's kind of per also personified as, um, is, which is hilarious because I also had to like look up all these fucking Irish names because it was like, how do you pronounce this? And I'm wearing my my, oh my guilty uh, Irish hoodie that when I was in Ireland. Nice. This was the pub that we always used to go to. So I'm representing Ireland. Woohoo! Uh, my hoodie right now. But yeah, good luck with the names. <laughs> I I I was like spelling in my notes. I have them like phonetically spelled. Phonetically spelled. Yeah. <laughs> Just like so the Morgan apparently has two other sisters. So there's the Morgu, and then. There's Baiv and Macha. And so, again, these are referred to as the mother, the maiden, and the crone, and the triple, or triple goddess. And so none of these facets are necessarily, again, a singular entity, but kind of like this, she's, it's all the sum of the parts. And Baiv signifies rage, fury, and violence. Macha represents sovereignty and fertility. Uh, specifically of Ireland, and fun fact, uh, Queen Macha was a, or Macha was Queen of Ireland during uh, 377 BCE. She was, seemed like a, a, a very strong, independent female ruler in Ireland, which is really cool. Huh, what year? Uh, 377 BCE. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> And then there's the Morgan or the Morgu, which represents wisdom, generosity, and prophecy. And the way that Courtney Weber in that book that I was talking about uh, personifies it, she's like, if the Morgu is the drive to move forward and Bive is the warning to pull back, Maha reminds us to observe the immediate obstacles and opportunities. Um, so that's kind of like who she kind of, who the Morgan is at her essence. Um, she's traditionally known in her Irish names as like a loose translation. She can be like the, the queen of nightmares or the nightmare queen, the queen of phantoms and the queen of the slain. And so all that stems from um, that when people would go to fight on a battlefield, they would call the Morgan down to, they, they pray to her, they call her down to like prior to the battle. And it's all about like this woman like running forth into the battlefield naked, like painted up in like blue, blue symbols and paint and stuff like that. And right before like they're about to clash, she transforms and transfigures into a crow and starts to circle the battlefield looking trying to protect the people that she's like who have called upon her and right. also like looking for the slain because she kind of is like the the caretaker of those who are lost in battle so oh, that's cool yeah she is so pretty her, badass her transfiguration almost and uh, this is because she is part of the Tuatha Dé Danann, which is the the tribe of the goddess Danu, 
And this is basically what the Irish believe as the, the fairy race. Um, who, I need to pull up my other, I'm like, I have like 8 million notes, I feel like on this in various places. I'm like, even though I'm like, put them all in one, but the, so that would be too easy. (laughs) I I know. Um, it's just like, you start to listen to all these things and you're like, oh, I have to write this down. So the Fomorians were, who were in Ireland about four to 5,000 years ago, apparently were originally an underwater culture, but came to the surface at some point and either fought or somehow became subsumed by the Tuatha Dé Danann. So, uh, the, or the fairy race so essentially she is she is part of the tuatha uh, she's not queen of the fairies by any means like that's queen that i think the the irish queen of fairies is Maeve. um so but she's just like like kind of high up uh and she is also the morrigan is also celebrated during Samhain, which is pretty cool so she uh, I guess makes, oh God, I always hate the fact that there's like some fertility acts aspect to it because I'm just like gross. I know every <laughs> single time. Yeah. I'm just like, and I keep wanting to call him the Dagobah, but he's not, <laughs> but she, she makes <laughs> love to this, this entity, this masculine entity during Samhain and kind of then like, you know, allows the rebirth into the new year essentially um but Hmm. so the morgan uh may have been adopted by christianity and kind of turned into morgan le fay which is kind of the villainous and arthurian legend which uh is interesting because as a child i was really into amy brown art which is like a fairy artist she was really big in like the 2000s and I specifically have the statue of uh, Morgana or Morgan. And really? Yeah. And I was just like, because I was like, like, before you even knew who the Morgan was. Right. Wow. And I was just like, I had this moment. She's last been with you like, all your life. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, wait, is that Amy Brown statue that I had as like a kid, like growing up? Like, I was like trying to research it because now apparently. I don't want to put you in this category but you and I have entered this like realm where we're like it's like now like the shit that we were into is vintage and I'm like trying to like look up shit on eBay like eBay popping up for this bullshit I'm like really guys come on you know you're old when your high school bands that you listen to are now on like the classic rock station that is that's me I yeah I don't want to talk about it uh same because I was just like what the fuck how is this I was like I should have kept those statues and sold them now because they're worth at least more than what I paid or just kept them because that is true she could have been on my altar at this point yeah but um which maybe I still have her I don't think I do now I have to go check my chest I I bet you do she's in there waiting for you Oh my God. It's so, this is going to be really fucking creepy. Yeah. A I little always bit. felt connected to this one. And like, I was just like, I swear to God, I feel like her name was the Morgan, but like it was, is 
Morgana, so which yeah. is a Vartharian legend. So um so she does not just specifically embody war per se. So yes, she's called down upon war. Um, but she is a goddess that has prophecy and helps kind of outcomes of particular things. Like she doesn't control people, but she can control like seeing the obstacles essentially to kind of help persuade per se, like, hey, this is going to be coming up you might want to think about how you approach this and stuff like that, like during war and it would allow a specific outcome. Uh, so basically like by showing the clarity of obstacles of those she's working with, that there's achievable specific outcomes that she might want. So mm. um, she is also has a healing or a caring aspect to her uh like I talked about for like the deceased during the battle of uh, kind of mm -hmm. caring for them she's also portrayed kind of as like this like washerwoman like of like helping like uh wash out blood on the sheets and stuff like that so for for battle um she is associated with crows carrions cats cattle which cattle because they were a very important um Currency is kind of like the wrong word, but they, they, they like they were important in Irish culture at that time. They they were worth like a lot of money and stuff like that. And there's stories that you can look up about the Morrigan that are related to to cattle specifically, and also running water, which maybe that has to do with like the Tuatha Dé Danann and like kind of subsu subsuming the uh, Fomorians, which were that underwater culture. I have no idea. So. Are you a water element in your zodiac? I am not. I am. Oh, okay. I, am I was fire. like, yes, you are. <laughs> You're if fire. Only. I'm fire. I'm an Aries. That makes sense. Fire. Yeah. That makes sense. Why I'm stubborn as fuck. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I've got like, I'm like, let's do this. And you're like, let me at him. Let me at him. And you're like, and I just chill. I just put you at arm's length. And, I'm trying to. And you can't what is your at me. Sign? I'm a Libra. Ooh, duality. Yeah, right. Duality. I don't know. Justice. Justice. I can't make a decision to save my life because <laughs> I look at it from blind. both sides. Like for real, it's <laughs> it's like debilitating at times. That that's pretty fair. I can understand. I can understand that when you're just like, just make a decision. Yeah, like, I can't. Oh, no. And so when I do, everyone's like, whoa, we should probably do this because she actually just was like, we're going to go do this. Different. Yeah, I don't normally. That's why I'm always like, go with the flow, whatever you want to do. Okay, sure. <laughs> because it'll take me 10 years to even possibly come up with a decision. And then again, I'm like super stubborn, hard-headed. Um... Like, let's do it. Let's do it now. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah and uh have a fire usually lit under my butt most of the time <laughs> yeah so I'm specifically thinking of the the tick and talk that you <laughs> made me do where it was like leave get out or whatever and then you jump <laughs> pop up behind me there's the door bitch there's the door bitch it's like that is you don't more... like this you can leave <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you in a nutshell right there. I will say I fucking love making TikToks with you though. <laughs> it's a good time. Once we get once we get it rolling, like you and yeah. I are having a good time. Yeah. So. <laughs> They're fun. I mean, I just you just tell me what to do and I'll like, do it. Tally and I have a few of her sleeves, our witchy yeah. sleeves. We still have some from when we did it before. We do. We need to post a few for yeah, sure. We as in you, because you have them. Oh, that's true. That's why they haven't been posted. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting that you also don't have access to the drafts. Uh-uh. We digress. But anyway. Uh, so the Morgan is also a shapeshifter. So like I said, she, uh, yes, uh, comes in. She can transform into a crow. Uh, she can also transform into people. So like, again, the mother, the maiden, the crone, which of course the crone is always like a hag or something like, of course, we're already always like, you know, depicted as like ugly old women who are never like, can like age with grace, apparently. Why is it always, it's either like, we're like the fertility hags. Yeah. You're only good for like, that's it. You're either fertile or you're a hag. Thanks, patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she can also, there's a multitude of other things that she can transform into. Wolves, eels, horses, again, cattle. So like there's an endless supply of things that she could. it, It sounds like the most like common way that she will show herself to you is is crows or blackbirds like kind of like just showing up so um like showing up on your walk in the middle of the night I know dude it was like I was just like what the fuck like I even told Pippin I was like I think she's talking to me right now (laughs) yeah um and yeah so like I said she is the goddess of protection and according to the goddess the witch and the womb podcast um was called in before each battle and the stories of the morgan running ahead of the wars naked in the front of all the men and covered in blue power symbol paint and she runs towards the enemies and at the last minute shapeshifts into a raven and kind of circles the battleground trying to protect people and watch for the dead so um that's kind of who like she is at her core um where she came from we don't quite know so originally kind of the best of what we can understand is that she is of irish descent and shows up maybe like a thousand bce to 500 ce we're not really sure uh, because the um druids and the celts they passed stories down via orally right like they they didn't write anything down all this stuff wasn't written down until christianity came to ireland and then they kind of just started like oh like let me write let, let me like pin down your story and then of course like shit changes i feel like all the time so the earliest uh, mentions of her are in the Book of Isaiah, uh, which technically, I guess, mentions Lilith. Um, and they mention her as a Morrigan, um, which when they're describing Lilith as the Morrigan, it's 
as a female monster, particularly. So they're starting to like make that slow descent into like the quote unquote dark goddesses, right? Like something uber scary, a woman or entity that you would never want to encounter because it's bad news. Um, and so this is in the eighth century BCE and they're starting to like transform the, the where her name stems from uh, means like kind of like banshee. Like, so the she, which is spelled S-I-D-H-E in like, like Irish or Celtic or whatever, um, like means just like the underworld. And so mm -hmm. like there's, there's at some point in the literature saying like, like B-A-N-E, like ban and then the she, like the S-I-D-H-E. So mm -hmm. like banshees that like, then like they start to depict the Morgan as like this screaming, like, like, you know, like the guttural mm -hmm. screams and stuff like that of like right. the spooky woman in the shadows. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Celts, when we're referring to like Celtic, we're referring to the point in time where it's encompassing the British Isles, the Iberian Peninsula, Northern Italy, Switzerland, France, Southern Poland, and even Central Turkey. So it's like a large realm that we're talking about. And she's found not just in Ireland, but also in um, England as well, as far as like her stories go. Hmm. And She's mentioned specifically in the Ulster cycle, which is these Uliad cycles, which is an Irish literature, but a group of legends and tales dealing with the heroic age of the Uliad, U Uliads, a people of Northern Ireland from whom the, the modern name Ulster derives. And the stories are set in the first century BC, where recorded from oral tradition from between the 8th and 11th century and are preserved in a 12th century manuscript called the Book of the Dun Cow and the Book of Lancaster. So there's like these like kind of like it reminds me of like basically Arthurian legends but the Irish version. <clears throat> okay. Uh, which is where she's specifically mentioned as far as like history goes. Um. And then the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was how you can work with her. So if you're visiting Ireland, you can go to, oh my God, and I'm going to pull it up because I can't say it for shit. <laughs> I was just like, there's no way, man. I know how to say, like, it has two different names. Um, there's the Cave of Cats in Irish. And I hope that this comes through. Let me know if you can hear this. I don't know if you were able to hear that. I heard that, but I do not know what they <laughs> Now said. you know, dude, now you know I was like, Good there's no way in hell I'm going to ever be able to pronounce that. I'm like, who um, in the what now? Who in the what now? <laughs> um, so U-A-I-M-H-N-A-G-C-A-T or another name is Onagat, so the cave of cats. That's a little um, better. <laughs> Onagat. So cave of cave of cats um, is the way that the Morgan passes into the other world, essentially, and it's a kind of reminds me of the different types of tombs that you see in Ireland. 
Um, it's kind of set into a hillside. It's in uh, County Rose Common um, and is kind of, it just totally reminded me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because it's the Hellmouth <laughs> of Ireland. And it's a, actually an archaeological site. Oh, and cool. so I was like, we need to go visit Heather. <laughs> like, go yeah. visit this Hellmouth. Yes, we do. Um, and I have, like, I, I, I'll post a Google Maps of where it is because it's actually pretty interesting. We can post a couple of pictures of them because um, it's just like this, like, kind of shaft that like leads into the side of the mountain. Um, and so, if you ever feel that you need uh, to work on invoking strength or sovereignty or exploration when you kind of feel that there's no other paths to take, uh, but kind of the darkest one to achieve the, the best aspect of yourself, right? Like our shadow work, invoking the Morgan might be for you. Mm. Um, and it reminds me, I wrote in my notes, I was like, it reminds me of Ron from Harry Potter, where he's like, you're going to suffer, but you're going to be happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got to get through the shit before you can get to the fun stuff. So no um, mud, no lotus. But yeah. If we're going, if we're going our yogi route, that's definitely <laughs> it. Like, um, and so she has a lot to do with shadow work and like, she's kind of like, not going to sugarcoat things is what I gathered from all my information. She's just like, yeah, that none of these aunt that's just going to take no shit. And she's going to call you out on your shit. Yep. And like, it's going to be tough love. Is Seems what to it be is. a common, common theme of, yeah. Tough love. <laughs> of tough, yep. dark uh -huh. Like get your shit together. And you're like, pretty, okay. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I, I think know. I'm going to see her cry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I have not personally worked with her, but, um, if you do want to make offerings to the Morgan, you can include storm water, you can include crow feathers, um, you can include a knife, milk, grain, honey, and relics of war, crow, cow, or wolf figurines and red wine. And that's all via the tea and rosemary website. So um, I highly recommend the Courtney Weber book. She has a series of like Bridget as well. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked this book. She broke it up into really good bite-sized pieces. It's really not that long. So, but I feel like that that's the Morgan in a very, very small, 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 small. Yeah. No, because it's a lot to cover. These, um, yeah, these, these ladies of the night are... Uh... They're extensive and we're just, I mean, we're just scratching surfaces. I mean, every it's, it's just a good way of like, Hey, this is who caught our attention. Yeah. Here, here you go. I'm interested in them and like, I'm interested in her. So that's why I bought the book and like, just like kind of started slowly researching and stuff yeah. like that. So like, I'm still figuring out stuff right, left and right to everything. So yeah. yeah. But oh. yeah. That's that's what I have on the more again. That was good. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Who do you have? Well, I was wondering, do we should we make we this a two? Take a break. Huh? Well, yeah, we're definitely gonna take a break. I just wonder if if this is a two pata. Ooh, we might have to. Maybe. I mean, mine might be short. I didn't go into a lot of history because I didn't want to. <laughs> 
That's fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, so maybe this might be, or I don't know, but yeah. Maybe, and I should say it would be fun to like on that tea and rosemary website, continue to look at some of the other, like yeah. there was like Nix and like a bunch of other goddesses that I had never heard of. And I'm right. like, you yeah. yeah, same. This might be like a two or three or four parter, depending on how deep we want to dive yeah. into these gals. Well, we can always come back, you know, later yeah. throughout, but um, yeah, let's take a quick break. I chose, cause you don't even know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I just told Tally, I was like, this is like Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> Russian roulette. Do, does somebody get shot? With knowledge. <laughs> was perfect bukkake of knowledge all over your face oh my goodness you're funny okay i chose lilith oh my god that's actually really exciting (laughs) yeah because there's a few you know i mean we can take from so many of them because they are how the fuck did we choose like literally the two that are fucking connected i know I know. I thought that was really funny because I had a feeling you were going to do who you did. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, so it's weird because she's been calling to me and I know. Can I, can I ask how she's been calling to you? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I talk about it a little later, but maybe I can just talk about it now. We well, can um, talk about it later if you want. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of both. Why not? Uh, it's it's interesting because now learning about her that um, I, I think she's also been with me all my life. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of wild. I was like, what? So like just... Do you have a pure hatred for a lot of guys named Adam? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. No, you're uh, like they're all douchebags. <laughs> uh, I it's, it's <clears throat> interesting because I didn't know anything about her outside. Well, first of all, I want to say this: some trigger warnings because I will briefly bring up um, sexual abuse and trauma and abortion. So. Uh, just if that you're like, nope, I'm out. Here's, here's, here's your warning. warning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So your broomstick. <laughs> fly on out. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't go into it much, but she does associate with those things. So uh, really, honestly, the only thing that I, the only time that I had ever heard of her, I swear was in the nineties mm-hmm. when you know, the all female lineup concert series. Do you remember the Lilith festival or were you not familiar actually? Yeah. I had like, um, jewel whole, uh, indigo girls, like everybody was calling it the lesbian festival. Cause you know, like major male testosterone pent up whatever bullshit in the nineties. Um, it was, uh, What's her name? The Canadian singer, Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. I think she yeah. was the one that started it. And it went I on for remember this actually. That's that was my that I'd never heard of Lilith before. 
I I hadn't until I started looking into the Morgan. And so I was like, oh, oh okay. so yeah. So yeah, and that so once after, you know, when uh during that festival they were talking about Lilith and who she was, and I was like, Oh, Adam had a first wife. Um so what do you that, mean Adam's divorced? Yeah, basically. yeah. And it was just interesting to me because I'd never heard of it. Um, but I'm also not religious. And I, you know, maybe if I grew up in the church, I would have heard. But I, I feel like even though like the little bit that I have heard about her, like, like they don't even mention her like in the church or anything. Like it was no, just like, always either. like talking about Adam and Eve, like Eve being like the obedient. Right wife essentially right like right like in the garden of eden like and you're like and still she somehow apparently fucks it up because that's apparently just what women do oh that's right (laughs) yeah she does she does because we We just just had to eat the fucking apple can't be tamed um but yeah i so learning more about her i am like whoa i and we can all you know grasp at similarities but um some of the things are like kind of wild to me, um, particularly Ooh. snakes. Ooh. I know. I'll get to that in a little bit. I'm excited to learn. <laughs> so uh, the first recordings begin with Inanna, the queen of heaven in early Samaria. And she is mentioned also in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Oh, the epic of Gilgamesh. I know. Our one-stop shop of stories. It really is. <laughs> really. I mean, it's like, it's the first written book. Not the Bible. It was the epic of Gilgamesh. Um, And Lilith's name derives from a Sumerian word for wind spirit or female demon. Daemon. Daemon. Um, literally translating to Lilitu. And its meaning is screech. Oh my god. Yeah. So like a banshee. Banshee. (laughs) Yes. And she is associated with the screech owl uh, of the night and um, is all as a demon of screeching. Oh my god. I know. Then uh, she's really, really talked about a lot in the Jewish folklore. Mm -hmm. Um, And being the most notorious demon. Oh. I know. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. And some people argue to not, um, if you're not Jewish, then you can't really play around with Lilith. But um, I wonder if any any Jewish people have named their kids, like their daughters, Lilith. (laughs) I know. Right. Now, if I ever end up somehow magically having children, and I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Lilith. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Be like, do you know where your name stems from? <laughs> I'm the female demon. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost, that was kind of, yeah, I just needed to eat maybe. And now I can raw. Do it. <laughs> no, I might throw up now that I'm full. <laughs> um so in Jewish folklore and religions, uh, she's the most notorious. And somewhere, perhaps in the Old Testament, she's mentioned. Um, hmm. But I guess everybody does the New Testament because that's... I don't know even the difference between the Old and the New Testament, to be honest. 
the old came out first (laughs) (laughs) and then they didn't like it so they took things out and put things in the right yeah and then that's the new testament which is what everybody uh uses oh my god yeah okay but i'm not i don't want to talk a lot about that but uh i do i will recap uh lilith and adam were made equally from the earth dust and clay and she felt completely equal to him because there was no reason not to uh she refused to lay under him during copulations She's like, yo, I don't want to fucking do missionary style. This is straight up bullshit. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, and she was like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, But you also have to be on the bottom too. And he didn't like that. So um, it's just like, eh, I don't like doing that. And she's just like, get fucked, mate. Pretty much. So they got into an argument she flies off to the Red Sea, never to return, uh, where she was cursed to have thousands of demon babies and become jealous and bitter of Adam and his new wife, Eve, and all of their children. What In all actuality, she's just like, I'm living my best life out here. And like, they're just like, no, 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 she's jealous. She's, she's yeah. miserable and she's jealous and she has like five gajillion demon children that you find like they just remind me of the little demon babies that you find at um ho- uh spirit Halloween like, <laughs> that's what I think cra- crawling around so she's said to live in open spaces of the desert ruling over storms and wind which is also interesting I'm kind of here for this I know and um, bringing in again the patriarch patriarchy part of the tale that she's also described as a succubus stealing men's semen to produce those little demon babies and she also preys upon pregnant women and infants killing them because she's jealous oh my god but all she wanted was to be treated equal and instead got cast out and legends turned her into a demon um I this doesn't explain how like literally like even modern day bullshit transpires like 100 percent um I just like think of Adam as being like this whiny ass little bitch I know I don't want to like lay down on the ground I'm gonna get all (laughs) dirty and my balls are gonna touch the ground (laughs) and she's like fucking take it i want to be on top once in a while yeah and he didn't like it i I wrote down um i like how she was like fine i'm a demon bitches but i'm free (laughs) like yelling into the wind (laughs) i listened to a really i mean it was like 14 minutes long but i thought it was really great origin story of it all and that Mm -hmm. um it's called the first woman lilith the first woman and it was literally like 14 minutes long. It wasn't long at all, but it was a really cool story of just how it all transpired and that she really didn't feel like a demon or or stuck or anything. So um is it Lilith or is it Eve that's taken from Adam's rib? Eve. Okay. Because that means that she Adam made her. So she's subservient, which is why so many 
Christian women are behind their man and subservient to them because that, yeah, that's why Lilith isn't talked about. Because they're like, women can't have brains and think for themselves. What would happen to the world? Oh my gosh. Holy crap. So jumping forward to more modern-ish times, the Renaissance period, because I mean, we're talking way back. We're in the way back machine with all of this, right? Like <laughs> the, the beginnings of human time, if you don't believe in evolution. Um, so during the Renaissance period, Michelangelo portrayed her as half woman, half serpent being. He Ooh. presented her around the tree of knowledge, and that increased the importance of her legend and within that, she became more attractive to the imagination of male artists like Dante Gabriel Rossetti, who created her image as the most beautiful female being of the world. Hell yeah. And even the um, author C.S. Lewis from the Chronicles of Narnia mm-hmm. was, was inspired by Lilith when he created the White Witch. Huh. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that actually does track thinking about it now. It, it does now. Yeah, totally does. Right. So basically any like fun, strong, independent woman that doesn't take shit from men is Lilith. <laughs> is your middle name Lilith? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change it. Yeah. Um. So she, and then now coming up into more our times, uh, Lilith has the 90s rock festival yeah, yeah. Uh, 60s and 70s uh, Lilith became a symbol of freedom for many feminist groups especially after the rising level of education in the 60s and 70s women started becoming more independent and they began looking for symbols of feminine power and she was it hell yeah yeah and also uh, around the 1950s started being worshipped by like pagan and Wiccans or pagan Wiccans because we can't decide if it's the same thing or not. Um, and she also it was known as the patron saint of abortions, mm. which earlier when she was accused of prying on pregnant women and killing infants for revenge, it switched to, you know, women wanting to be educated and go to work and not have 10 children so she became kind of also that power of femininity to hey I don't want this child I wonder if like then like too just because I know mugwort has that ability of like you and I were joking yep half joking about like our abortion plants basically because we grow mugwort and wormwood which can aid in that as far as herbally and stuff like that while responsibly we should know but I'm wondering if like with like mugwort tinctures and stuff like that since it's kind of connected to women's reproductive health and everything like that but also aids in dream work if that might be like something where like if you were to like you know try to invoke Lilith or whatever just like utilizing that herb and like that tincture or something is kind of like dream aid to like have her visit you in your dreams or something well if little fire pants 
fire pants sit down and be quiet. <laughs> She's like, you're ruining my spiel. A little bit. <laughs> yes, okay. mugwort is one of her herbs to work with. <laughs> I actually know something. I drink and I know something. I'm Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. I was just curious. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Every time. It's fine. <laughs> uh anyway. Oh my goddamn thunder. <laughs> you so, just taught me well, I should say. Huh? You have just taught me well, I should say. Cause like I'm not like I come to you, I'm like, Tally, what's what is this herb used for? Like, you know, you're the herbalist of the two of us, so I ask you all the questions. You just taught me well. Apparently too well. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so again, yeah, she was accused of prying on pregnant women and killing infants for revenge. You know, that old story, if you give women too much power, quote unquote, they'll just turn into diamonds. Diamonds. The shade diamond. <laughs> the shade diamonds. That just apparently screeches and, yeah, has like 10,000. Hoots and hollers. Yeah. So. With all her demon babies. Uh, they so really need to like come up with a better story for us it's, it's old <laughs> it's really old like come on use your imagination man all right they can't they have none none because we're <laughs> we, we really are hexing the patriarchy tonight not it. all men okay not all men you gotta say that because yeah. they'll, they'll get upset the fragile male ego. <laughs> Erica's had two cocktails and she's like 80 pounds soaking wet. So she's on <laughs> fire. And a half. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's basically like dry January for me. Like it's done the same exact thing where I'm like, I can drink a cocktail and a half and I'm feeling fine. Aww. I am fine. Well, I have my little mocktail, just a few sips left. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me too. We'll see if I can. It's hard. Yeah. Anyway, back to my story. Um, if you want to work with her, like I'm feeling called to do, mm -hmm. uh, these are the things that she's associated with and what she will guide you in. So she's a liberator of women, helps women unlock their inner power and sexuality. See, she is associated with sex magic and obviously go see a therapist, but release releases trauma around that or any repressed sexual energy, um, you know, how you were raised or abusive relationships. Uh, so she kind of helps get you through through that um she helps with reproductive issues pms and hormones and mood swings um perimenopause and menopause it's all that women's stuff <laughs> um and also reclaiming your power and strengthening your voice especially against men and <laughs> what maybe i'm going to put her in the morgue on my altar. I think you <laughs> should. <laughs> um, the patriarchy. 
Her colors are red, black, and dark orange. She's depicted as having red hair. I also think those colors, I mean, I don't, I don't care if it's gross or not, but like period colors kind of, you know? So, um, and she's also associated with vampires. Ooh. Yeah. So, which also makes sense revolving around like blood, um, with, with women's time. So it also says that if you're wanting to work with her to watch good, good vampire movies, good ones. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, maybe you think the sparkly vampire is a good movie and a good book. I don't know. No, <laughs> I did not think so. We're according so, to Eric. Is this what, where you're like, I've been watching the new interview with the vampire, and I love it. It is good. I love it. I nice love as it. the original vampire queen. I feel like of as far as literature goes. Oh um, yeah, yeah. She was great. R.I.P. Uh, she has a glyph that's pretty familiar. It's a crescent moon with a cross hanging down. Mm. Um, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before, as well as a really cool sigil uh, that I'll post on on the Instagrams. Mm. Her animals are cats, owls, and serpents. That's funny that they're both like the Morgan has like cats and yeah. eels, and you've got cats and snakes snakes right <laughs> totally and which obviously symbolizes transformation the the snakes do um and then she you work with her during the dark moon which is your creative rebellious and empowering side and linking that to shadow work her herbs include poisonous plants datura oh yeah and belladonna as well as mugwort sandalwood rose and patchouli she has been in your life she has been in my life i'm like the more the more i was reading it was like sinking down and sinking down further like oh shit how long has she been like knocking me on my head the wildest part is in in dreams i am always dreaming about snakes like I'm walking down just the sidewalk in the neighborhood and there's you know how in the springtime there's a lot of earthworms that come out and then they dry up so it's like that like thousands of them but they're snakes and I can't move like I can't I'm trying to jump around them and not get bit Oh that, my god! I know, and that those dreams—I've had those dreams for as long as I can remember, um, and it always seems to be when I'm like really stuck at something or really stressed out about something. And in usually, it's like a relationship, or you know, it like it seems to be associated. Once learning about her associations, it's like that. It's not like um, I'm having a hard time at work. It's it's like a relationship change kind Mm -hmm. of going on interesting yeah extremely and her element is air and I'm a Libra and that's I'm an air as well oh my gosh I know so you can use feathers or you know some sort of smoke like incense to help you along if you're gonna work with her 
um, her crystals include obsidian, black tourmaline, onyx, bloodstone, labradorite, which I can't stop, um, garnet, red carnelian, and of course, clear quartz. If you have none of those, clear quartz is always your best friend. Best times to work with her is during the witching hour and during the dark moon, which is the waning crescent moon or the new moon. Which we're like headed into. Which we're totally headed into. I'm a little nervous. I'm not sure I'm ready to work with her fully yet, but. (laughs) We should just go for it because we've talked about shadow work. Like literally it was like last winter that we recorded our shadow work episode. (laughs) We're like, I don't know I'm ready for it. I'm like. You just gotta go for it. Totally. So her sacred days include uh, Beltane, mm. because of the sexual theme behind the holiday, um, October 24th. And uh, this is because uh, some sources state that that's the day Lilith said fuck off to Adam and left the Garden of Eden. Hell and yeah. Also the Sumerian holiday to mark the end of the harvest. Hmm. Um, and then February 29th, which is the leap year, uh, leap year date. And that is supposed to be the day when all women can break free and be crazy psychos like we are. Woo! <laughs> I like it. When is the next leap year? I don't know. I'm gonna, is it this year? I'm going to Google that while you continue to... Does that mean we can like take off our tops and just like swing our titties around outside and not be molested and arrested? Molested and arrested. Molested and arrested. Uh, let's see. 2024 will be the next leap year. Oh, okay. So one more and then 2028. Okay. Um, the her food uh, are apples, of course, pomegranate red wine and chocolate, which I'm drinking pomegranate juice instead of red wine. I Um, love that we both chose like, like these weird cocktails that I know, like, cause you and I haven't like been on the cocktail train for a while. while. Mm -hmm. And so how funny is it tonight that we were both like, Hey, why not? Why not? Why not? Only mine doesn't have booze in it. I mean, it's not wet, wet. You're like, mocktails are just equally as delicious. They are actually. Um, okay, just a few more. So she also loves mirrors, which, you know, you and I, how we feel about mirrors. <laughs> I know that was like, eh, I don't know if I could get on board with that. Um, so she loves uh, like a scrying mirror, or you can just get a regular mirror. Um, I did put a tiny mirror on my altar. Like over the weekend, I cleaned off what I use as my altar because it was just starting to be a junk pile for incense and crystals and anything else, you know like basically that but it was just a, a mess a mess mess so I cleaned all of that and I have red and black candles set up and I have my crystals I even bought bloodstone over the weekend and I'm labradorite and a big chunk of obsidian and a black tourmaline. So all of that is sitting on there. And I did find like a little old cosmetic mirror that I have sitting up on the altar. I'm like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to start that business. Cause to me, it's just like Ouija board stuff, but yeah, I might just a little bit just to 
help that along because that's an important part for her. Um, and uh, also owls. I have a bunch of owls set up on on my altar too. Not real ones. Okay. That's awesome though. Yeah, like and the... some feathers and things. I also went to Ritual Craft and they have loose incense, Lilith loose incense. Mm. And it's cool. It has uh, dragon's blood, frankincense, myrrh, mugwort, cloves, rose petals, apple, red wine, tonka bean, cocoa essential oils, and essence of datura. I know. Interesting. Charged with python ribs. Damn. I know. I I'm like, oof. I wanted to burn it just to smell it. And I was like, I don't, nope, nope. I'm not going to fuck with this until I'm actually ready. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's definitely been coming up uh, for me a lot longer than I even realized. Um, it's interesting because not only the dreams that I have, um, I used to, my house, like, and I thought it was just, my rockabilly days, I mean, it kind of was, but I would wear red and black all the time. And my house yeah. was in red and black. Like everything was. I love it though. I, I really want it to kind of like this like weird subliminal message <laughs> of like them, right? Like they're just like slowly permeating our regular lives and we just have no idea. We're like, I know, totally. Oh, that was you. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, I'm finally listening like 20 years later. Um, oh, finally. Right. So yeah. So I, I feel like I'm getting ready. I want to do more studying before I jump in because, you know, like, like we were saying, these people aren't, you know, you don't just willy nilly this. It's like the floodgates, like you have to be yeah. ready to receive like all Everything. those hard lessons that we're going to end up learning if you invoke these yeah this is like you have to be ready for like the things that you don't even want to do want with. to be ready for right which yeah. I'm like oh I think I know what that's gonna be and avoidance you know yeah. um but my word for this year because I didn't say it earlier yeah is strength Ooh. and that's how she came about I was thinking about it for like I don't know, close to a week. And um, it was before Christmas. And um, it's like, I don't know, what am I empowered? What am I trying to say? And it kind of went through a few words. I was like, oh, I don't know. And they kind of left my brain and then strength just kept coming back. And Lilith was there, you know, when I was researching and um, stuff like that. And it really does make sense because over the last several years, I feel like I have lost my voice and I want mm -hmm. that strength back and, you know, going through getting older and entering into perimenopause, which was something I didn't even know was her thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, also just feeling like because of those things, feeling like I have lost my sexual empowerment too, mm -hmm. along with that. So it was like, holy shit. I didn't realize like this was to me, strength was initially just finding my voice again, because I really feel like I was taken advantage of a lot last year by women though. That's the funny uh, thing. It was all yeah. by women, but, um, 
in, and with her, it's like finding your voice, especially towards men. But with that, I, I know that I've lost my voice regardless of men or women. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited and also nervous. I guess I kind of made Lilith more about me than, <laughs> than anything. Else. I love it though. I, I feel like that this is kind of an episode while well, it is educational. It's like us exploring kind of just kind of how we're going to probably utilize yeah, because she wasn't awesome. my first one. Because I wasn't, she was not on my radar. Yeah, at all until I came up with my my word strength and started, you know, googling away and was like, oh shit! And I could have chosen a few, you know, like it's the dark goddesses. They all kind of have similar overarching qualities, but mm. um, yeah, when when it was like just diving a little deeper into what I was reading about her. It was like, Ooh, okay, let's go with this one. I love it. Yeah. And that they're again, that Lilith and the Morgan are very interconnected. So <laughs> totally ironic and very fun and cool all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked like, that. It, like, I am scared, but like, I'm really excited to kind of like, yeah, like actually invest in like my magical work and alter mm -hmm. and everything this mm -hmm. year. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Same. We'll hold each other accountable. I love it. And anybody else who wants to join us. And tell yeah. us what your, if you're feeling called to work with any of these dark goddesses, we want to know which one and why you don't yeah. have to get super detailed if you don't want to, but we would love to hear from you again at our, you can DM us on our Instagram or send us an email. Yeah, please do. Um, we're both really curious. So yeah. There's a lot of dark goddesses out there. Again, look up the tea and rosemary one if you have, like. If you're like, I have no idea, like, yeah, who I'd even be called to. That was a great article. So yeah, mm -hmm. we'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Until then, keep gazing into the unknown. We did it. Woo! Bye, y'all. Bye.